Hello, I'm Tanvi. Hi, I'm Sia. And this is Jan Vareed. Hey Nikita, thank you so much for coming on live. It means so much. Hi guys, thanks for having me. So what interesting thing have you been doing? Because Sia's been texting me at 3 and I'm always asleep because, you know, I'm a baby. So, um, funny story, I've actually been sitting on my terrace and staring at the stars at like 3 in the morning because not being able to sleep is horrible that way and why not? And I actually noticed that, lo and behold, there are no stars to stare at and isn't that absolutely wonderful? Yep, light pollution is like really horrible. Whenever I cycle in my apartment, I can barely see any stars because there's like a reddish black residue or whatever sheet of clouds that is covering the black sky completely. So it's like a it's not pitch black and even like light pollution will also diminish the dark so you can't see stars either. Yes, well, and without the stars, we actually wouldn't have one of the most iconic paintings of all times, The Starry Night by my personal favorite madman of all time, Vincent Van Gogh. So, that's a bummer. Okay, so a memorable experience under the stars for me was when I'd gone to New Zealand roughly 4-5 years ago with my parents, and we had like we did like this night trek. So, we trekked up like the side of this hill. It was like 8:30 in the night roughly. And it's kind of like scary because you can't really see where you're stepping. You just trust the guide and go for it. And we went out the side of it, and then we went to this. We reached this viewpoint, and we sat there, and you can literally see a whole band of stars. And since New Zealand is like down in the south, the sky is like absolutely clear, and it's like literally like sitting, and you can see a whole band of stars which are like big and small, and you can see them form like shapes and constellations with it. He literally showed us a whole map of constellations, and you can almost pinpoint each one of them. in that band it was so beautiful and there were so many stars and the colors of the sky were like different based on where there were more stars whether there were a cluster of stars it was like purple and lavender whether there were less stars it was like this dark black or midnight blue so that was that was really pretty and they said that guy had told us that 20 years from now if we go back to that band of stars like that eight at the same exact viewpoint there'll only be 10 stars visible in one little row which is really depressing cuz i remember going there and thinking what a beautiful sight So yeah, I think that's a memorable experience for me. Yeah, and way too much artificial light could also mess up your circadian rhythm. Yep, it actually messes with animals too. In fact, baby turtles, they get all confused because of the light and end up moving inland instead of open water, and then they unfortunately 99% of the time end up dying because of dehydration or predators. And honestly, I don't want to sound like a whisker girl here. It's too sad for that. But um, save the turtles. I can't even do it. Wow. Um, a memorable experience for me under the stars was probably when I went to San Francisco. It was my cousins. I think I was, I think I was twelve or eleven. So we were sitting. We were going to like this late night beach, which is a thing over there. So it's basically like you don't go to the water. You just sit in the sand and you you get your own blankets with your family, and then they give you like stuff to make a barbecue. and then you make the barbecue and you eat it. it it was it was a really cute concept so we were doing that and we were sitting and eating it and then suddenly we realized that the sky above like cleared up and we saw like a bunch of stars in the sky and it was super super pretty and like the sky the sky was like of different colors based on when there were more stars it was like blue and purple and black it was really pretty and then my brother starts forming like constellations looking at the sky and we're all laughing because he 
called Orion the Onion Man. <laughs> and yeah, it was it was like a, it was a really fun experience. And it was like it seemed like straight out of a movie though, like the beach and the sand and the food and the stars. But yeah, it was it was a fun experience. I loved it. That sounds really nice. Um, but thank you so much, Nikita, for doing this for us. You were an absolute delight, and thank you so much. We we loved having you over. And yeah, again, thank you. Bye, guys. Thanks for having me. For this episode, we have Krish joining us. So just to start this episode, Krish, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, my name is Krish Sethi. I'm from the United States. I live in Houston, Texas. I like to play basketball. And I, I um, found my interests are like financial stuff, like stocks and bonds. And I... I I'm passionate about biology, and yeah, that's a little bit about myself. Hey, so we basically wanted to discuss the key differences between the schools of two different countries, right? So here in India, we're on summer break. What's it like over there in Texas for you? So I'm currently like the last term of my school. There's four terms of, of American school. The first term, first term is in fall. The second term is in winter. The third term is in spring, and then the fourth term is like late spring and early summer. So I'm in my fourth term right now, and basically we just got done with all our state tests. Like we have to take exams at at the beginning of May, and I finished mine like my last exam two days ago. And right now we in school we are just basically just relaxing because. All of the exams are finished, and they're just teaching us concepts that we don't even need to know, but just to fill our just to fill our heads. With. And our summer is three months. It's from like June to like August. So how exactly is like time allocated in school? How many hours is one period, or how many periods do you have in a day? Um. This year, I'm having, I take seven classes. Next year, they're implementing like eight, or at least my school. So, um, it's actually we we do we do one periods one through four on a day, which is Monday, and then we do periods um, five through seven on B day. So there's four periods on one day and three periods on the second day, and we just keep alternating that. And I think we get an hour each an hour each in each of the classes. So could you tell us like a little bit more about the A-Day and the B-Day concept? Because it's relatively new to us. Yeah, so they they don't think that we, they don't want us to stare at our screen for like a full eight hours. So they just make us alternate like all the days, alternate all the periods. So we don't actually do seven periods in one day. So that's what they do. And like we do A-Day on on Monday and B day on Tuesday, and then on Wednesday it's A day, and then uh, Thursday it's B day, and then Friday it's A day, and then on the next week B day becomes Monday, and they just keep alternating it like that. So I I, I go to online school, so it would usually start from 9 a.m. on the A day, and it would end at 2:30 p.m. at uh, in on A day, and then on B day it would start at 9 a.m. and then end at 2.30 again on B-Day. So, Krish, are you taking any AP classes this year? 
Yes, I, I'm taking one AP class this year, AP Human Geography. Yeah, so I'm only taking it because it gives me extra points. And the AP program is basically advanced placement. It does this, like, company called College Board. They give these college classes that you, they call APs, and they go for different types of subjects. So, like, there's AP Physics and there's AP Calculus. I think there's even, like, an AP Philosophy or something, but... So what is the grading system like? Is it based on assignments or like, you know, marks and, you know, score and stuff? Okay, so my grading system, it's like, so basically in America, you have, it's out of 100 points. And, you, you know, if you get a good grade, you get like an A or, or B or something like that. And then they translate it into your GPA, which would be, uh, it's out of a 4.0 scale. So let's say you got a 95 on a, it would be like a 3.9, 3.9 GPA or like a 3.95. I forgot, but it would be somewhere like in the high, in the high three points. And if you take AP classes or honors classes or classes that are extra difficult, you get extra points because you t took those classes. For example, if you took an AP class, you get 10 points added to your 100 point grade. And if you take a PhD class, you get five points added to your 100-point grade. So my GPA unweighted is currently a 3.85 or 3.84. I don't know. I, yeah, I think it's around a 3.8. And then my, my GPA weighted with the extra points that I take from all my pre-AP classes and my AP classes, it's about 4.2 or 4.1. Wow, that's a really high GPA. So, do you guys get extra marks for anything? Yeah, so we're not really awarded extra credit or extra marks based on how hard our classes are or how much initiative we take. Everything we are graded upon and all the points we get are on the basis of what we do. Like, it's either notes and lab work or subjective exams. Because um, we don't really have a system where... You know, we can apply for harder classes. Everything is just standard. So, no, we don't have extra points. So, um, what do your extracurriculars look like? I think you mentioned basketball, right? How How's that going? Yeah, I, do, I don't take, like, a lot of extracurriculars, but I do definitely take some. So, I, I'm currently in the in the biology club. We go, sorry, not the biology club, science Olympiad. And we're currently moving on to like the third round right now. And then I, I tried to do de de decathlon or something, but I didn't make the team. So I didn't pass trials. And then I'm currently doing band. Like I play instruments and I go to competitions and stuff. Yeah, those are like my really two major curriculars I do. And right now I'm trying to... Uh, make trying to make the basketball team next year yep that sounds cool so can you expand on clubs a little more um what do you guys do what's it like so basically there's like these clubs for certain interests so like there's the robotics club i'm not in it but i know that they i know that they computer program and they do like uh they, they work with machines and stuff and they go to competitions and all that and a lot of these clubs there's always competitions because America is very competitive too, so everybody wants to compete in something. That's kind of the reason why I go to these clubs, because I always want to compete, but 
Yeah, in the chess club, there's tournaments too. You, if you go in chess club, and if you make it the the A team, you would go to the tournament. Um, there's the Science Olympiad. It's also a competition type of club. If you make if you make the A team, you go to the to the uh, regional tournament, where they're like basically academic tournaments. And then band, there's like regional regionals, and you do marching band there. I think I, I think I made region band this year. Yeah, I was yeah I was second chair in my in my band for region, and then yeah, and then there's football and basketball and also all the other sports where like if you make if your team is really good, you got, you can go to like all the regional tournaments and the state tournaments. Yeah, so a bunch a bunch of these clubs here are just very competitive. Like you, there's always some sort of tournament to be in. It's actually very unique to find out that clubs in America are mostly competitive. So, Krish, what exactly are your plans for the future? What universities do you want to get into? I want to stay in Texas because my family lives here and I still want to help them. So, yeah, I, I'm definitely, there's always Ivy League and stuff like that, but I don't think I want to go there. But I know some, I know some people want to go to Ivy League because, you know, they're so prestigious and stuff. But to be honest, you don't really have to go to a prestigious college to like get a good job or get a good degree. As long as you go to a college, you should be fine. But some of the colleges I am looking at is UT Austin, Texas A&M, Rice University, and University of Houston. It's actually really great that you say that, you know, we don't need a prestigious college to get an education. I think just an education from any colleges is fine. Yeah, because my dad said in India, like, you have to go to, like, a prestigious college, right? Or a pretty good college to get a job, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think most people from India want to excel in every way possible. And it's only, like, the big universities that they really want to get in. And I think... For an Indian university, um, or for a, like an Indian child, it is instilled in them since the get-go that they need to get into the Indian Institute of Technology, IIT. Um, but, you know, my parents are obviously different. They want a different path for me, and so do I. So I'm kind of rebelling. So, Krish, what is the assignment scenario like? Do you have, like, a lot of assignments and is the learning more assignment oriented or um you know are the assignments easy to complete and like do you have less number of assignments basically the homework here it's kind of like uh, it's like you you do the so basically you do the homework right and you submit it online and it's just regular homework you know and sometimes they overload it it's really nothing special here it's just it's just regular homework that relates to the topic, and sometimes they assign projects and stuff. It's it's pretty it's pretty normal to be honest. You just do the assignments and like you turn it in. But each some some assignments are just like really hard, and some are like really easy. And in American school, it real every week is like a different type of rigor. So like some weeks are so easy, you won't even need to like listen to the class. And then some weeks are so hard that you will stay up all night doing them. So homework in America, it's it's normal, but it's very, very, like, inconsistent. 
So do you have any extra credit assignments? Yeah, we, we do have extra credits, but like very few. Like I'm doing an extra credit assignment for my uh, uh, human geography class, but it's, he barely assigns any extra credit. Like I'm just taking advantage of it. People really take advantage of extra credit in like American because like that, that's really the only extra credit you ever get. But. So Krish, what is the grading system like in American schools? What is an A? What is an A plus? You know, what mark range? Do those fall in? Okay, so let's say you get from, from a 97 to 100, that is considered an A plus in America. And then from a 93, I believe, to a 95, that is considered an A in America. And then from a 90 to a 92, that is considered an A minus. And it's, just, it's like that for like each of the other uh, 10. So uh, 89 would be a B plus. Uh, 82 would be a B minus. Do you all use textbooks to study or is it all based on lectures? Is it all lecture based, you know, like the teachers talking and stuff? It's kind of a mix of both. So they look at the textbooks and they see what we need to learn. So let's say we're on unit. So in, in math now we're on unit 12 and we're, we're, we just started it. So they would take, so there's a, there's a lesson page called 12 months. It's about like radians or something. And they would just, and they just turn it into a lecture. They don't actually, they don't actually make us use a textbook unless we have homework in it. But it's, it's really all lecture based. But sometimes they pull out different, uh, different text topics in the textbook and make it into one unit. So it's, it's really all just lectures, kind of like in college where you just, you just get lectured by a, and they and they post your lectures in in the online too. So so it, let's say you miss class, you can always watch the lectures back. So Krish, how many advanced placement classes does your school offer? Right now, I think they currently offer like the maximum that, uh, yeah, the maximum APs that College Board offers. I don't know how many APs College Board has, but let me search that up. My school offers about like fifteen right now. So what exactly is the American Board of Education called? Because we were speaking to someone who studies in IGCSE and IGCSE is more inclined to the British system of education. So they have A-levels. So, you know, what is the American Board called? So it's called, so the private, the private monopoly that owns all the, the SATs, the PSATs, the ACTs and the AP classes, they're called College Board. And then for the for for the U.S. what the U.S. calls it the the U.S. the, the branch that heads all of the the education in the United States it's called the, the Department of Education, and only like six or seven percent of the United States budget actually goes to like education. That's actually really weird to see that a private monopoly owns. A state test, you know, tests that you would give to get into, like maybe a state school or a community college, let alone private schools. And is also like planning the curriculum for public schools and, you know, state funded initiatives. So, Krish, do you take any SAT coaching? Because, like, I've heard about so many SAT coaching centers, the one that Rick Singer had, the infamous one. So, you know, do you go to any SAT coaching? I don't take any PSAT coaching. People take it in America. Lots of people take it because they want to get a good grade. 
So, Krish, the most confusing thing about American high schools, well, not the most confusing, but how does the credit system work? So, there's credits, right? So, each course, like if you take a year-long course, it could be one credit or two credits. So, for example, I took a health course in the summer for like, it, it was half a credit. And let's say you're taking a regular course, that, like just a regular course, that would be like one credit. But if you're taking a pre-AP or AP course, that's like one and a half credits. I know one AP course, it's called AP Physics B. In my high school, it's worth 3.5 credits. In, and in my school, you need 28 credits to graduate high school. So credits are basically like a means of tracking progress and like a means of understanding what courses you have taken. So that's a really interesting way. We haven't really heard about such a scheme. Sometimes uh, you need credits from specific types of subjects. So for social studies, you need three credits from there. Right now, I have one point one and a half credits for my AP class that I'm taking right now, AP Human Geography. So I think I have another 1.5 credits to go. And then I'm completely done with those, with that with those subject credits. I've always been really, you know, interested by how English is taught over there. Like, you know, I think English should be way more different than it would be here because here it's all based on textbooks, and we do certain extracts from books. We study those here. What's it like over there? Um. So we we already know the grammar and stuff. We we basically it's kind of like philosophy. You just have to like, like summarize, read, and and write essays. It's it's been like this for like the entire like school year now. We've just been writing essays and doing projects, and we we, we just learn a bunch of advanced ELA concepts like rhetoric devices and like anomalies. I forgot anomalies and yeah. We don't read a lot of books. We, I think we only this year we've only read like three or three or two books. So, yeah, but we do have extensive like assignments and tests and homework with them. But we we really do. We we really like extensively study the books we read, and it'll take like at least seven or eight weeks for us to complete a book and like do the tests and stuff. Chris, just bef- um, the last question before we end this, have you thought of something career-wise as to what you want to do in the future? Oh, career-wise? I know this kind of sounds a little stupid, but I want to I wanna, I wanna go D1 basketball, the Division 1 basketball, although it's not likely. But I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. But then my second plan is to, um, is to uh, is become a, a, a doctor. Not because my parents want me to. Thank you so much for coming on, Krish. It really means the world. We hope to have you on sometime later. And with that, we come to the end of the of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to follow us on Instagram at Janvareed, on Twitter at Janvareed, and on LinkedIn at Janvareed if you have a profile. We'll be back next week with another with another episode. Thank you so much.